This one time in elementary school, I went over to a friend's house for his birthday party. This was back when the Wii was the shit, and we were just getting lit off of playing Wii Sports Tennis. Isn't that crazy, just being a kid back then and all you needed was Mountain Dew, Cheetos, and video games? Well, anyways, we're playing the Wii, tennis on the Wii, and then out of nowhere, the birthday boy, my friend, whose house that we're staying at, he jumps in front of the TV screen with his cheeks spread open. He jumps in front of the TV screen, spreading his buttocks, showing us his rusty hole. Now it's been nearly 20 years later and I can still see that hole. I think it's the reason why I use drugs. I think it's the reason why I turned to mind-altering substances so I could numb and just hide the shame and pain of that extremely awful memory. Another story, when I was in, I would say elementary school, I believe first grade, I went over to another person's house to celebrate their birthday. And as children, you know, you would pants each other. It'd be funny, oh look at your underwear, ha ha. Well, I pants this one friend of mine, Frankie. Except, guess what? When I pull down his pants, he's not wearing any underwear. So at this birthday party, everybody saw his little baby dick. Because, you know, we were children. So, yeah, it was pretty awkward, and all of the parents hated the living shit out of me when they came to pick up their children, especially Frankie's mom for some weird reason. I don't know why. And, uh, but me and him did become friends. Again, it took a couple years. I would love just to go on Facebook one day and just apologize. Yeah, sorry for showing off your baby dick to everybody. And uh, the guy who showed me his rusty hole, yeah, he liked my uh, profile picture on Facebook. And he's getting married. It's so interesting. Every time I see him, I think about his rusty hole. But speaking of holes, that brings us to today's story. And this is one of the most extremely spiritual and most beautiful psychedelic adventures that I ever had in my entire life. And that was the time... <clears throat> Fuck! And that was the time that I saw inside a homeless man's hole while tripping. So... Let's get it guys, thank you everybody leaving 5 star reviews, I love you all so much, the more people that discover this, the more people will learn about psychedelics and then eventually do them, which will lead into civilization becoming way better, right? Hopefully, maybe not, probably not, end of the world is gonna happen, very soon, stock up on Pop-Tarts and Ramen. Alright, well anyways, here we go guys, this is one of my favorite stories of all time that includes a homeless guy's hole and me on acid. Let's get it. This is the story of when I saw inside a homeless guy's hole. On acid. No, this is not clickbait. I saw inside his hole. I'll let you guess which one. Here's a hint, it's full of shit. Two friends and I decide to take acid. It was my 432nd time with Lucy, but it was their first. See now, I love taking guys' virginities. Drug virginities, not butthole virginities. But since we're talking about holes, we were walking around Marquette's campus, home to 
D. Wade, Chris Farley, and lots of crackheads. Lots of homeless crackheads. We start to walk downtown. It's going to be a light trip. I only ate six tabs. In 30 minutes, I'm drooling on myself. I can't read my phone nor talk. I'm confusing the street for the sidewalk. Cars are honking. Several nearly hit me. Dude, acid is so much fun. <laughs> Legalize acid. I'm telling you guys, this drug makes you smarter. All of a sudden, a homeless guy comes out of nowhere like a pimple before a big event. Guys, why is it that before every special occasion, I get a pimple the size of Lizzo on my face? No, 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 I'm sorry, I can't hang out today. I have a red speck on my face that has single-handedly destroyed my life. And I have 30 delicious-looking Advil pills right in front of me, and they're calling my name. I don't care if it's our wedding, I'm not coming. You love me no matter what? <clears throat> what if I told you I banged your sister last week, huh? Would you still love me? She let me stick it in her butt because she ain't a fraidy cat. Yeah, see you in hell, Jennifer. Anyways! This homeless guy comes out of nowhere, stops just inches away, and says, Help me! He lifts up his shirt, and instead of there being a tummy, there was a hole this big. Not a dent, not a crater, but a black hole capable of consuming galaxies with its gravitational pull. The only thing in existence that has the volume to not be sucked into that black hole is Lizzo. Dude, this guy's tummy hole was so big, you could fit Clifford the Big Red Dog's Titanic red dick in it. Yo, how many hours a day did Emily spend up cleaning Clifford's three-story high piles of dog shit? Dude, I can never watch that show for more than five minutes without thinking, where are they putting all of Clifford's red poop? Dude, imagine being Emily's neighbor. You just worked a rough 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. shift with your boss up your ass. You finally get home after sitting in traffic for 30 minutes. And right as you get home, you can't even pull into your garage or open your front door because there's a fresh, steaming, three-story high pile of dog shit. Fuck! I need a drink. I don't care how many years of sobriety I have under my belt. I just need a drink. Only one. Next thing you know, you're in the drunk tank, covered in bruises. The cops tell you that you're facing felony charges for involuntary manslaughter. Turns out you had more than just one drink at Applebee's. And when you drove home drunk, you took out a stop sign. And Emily. But you don't feel sad. You don't feel angry. You grow a smirk as they take your mugshot and you realize that for the first time in a long time, you're happy. And as they chain you up back to your chair, you think to yourself, I'm glad I killed Emily. And I hope I killed Clifford too. Anyways, the three of us are staring into a homeless man's hole. And need I remember to tell you, we are tripping balls. Our reaction to seeing inside a homeless man on acid when a little like, ah! 
My eyes! My soul! Did, did, did we just see that? Oh my god, I was like looking into Satan's fucking asshole. Guys, I don't feel so... <laughs> This is a prime example of why you trip in nature. Cause no squirrel is going to show you his hole. No deer is going to leap out behind a tree and show you his hole. That doesn't happen in nature. But that does happen downtown in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The last time I saw something that black, it was Tony's pubes when he took a shower in gym class. Tony! What are you doing? Wear swim trunks in the shower like a man. This is high school. Grow up. I think about this all the time, as I wish I could go back to that moment when I looked into his homeless hole. Help me! What the fuck? God damn, you got one big belly button. Oh my god, look at that huge, wide, gaping hole. Reminds me of my ex. Smells like my ex. Can I fit my head in here? Yup. Echo, 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 echo. Exactly like my ex. What's, what's that in there? You uh, don't mind if I uh. Oh my God, mmm, Cheeto. If I throw a coin in there, will my wish come true? And then, yeah, that's about it. After we ran a couple blocks in complete terror, we then chilled and just, you know, started puking and screaming and I didn't have a bad trip because I'm a crazy person as you guys probably already know. Probably not. I have not told you a lot of stories at all. <laughs> but anyways, I am a crazy person and I was I was doing fine because, you know, I crave adventure and the other two guys, yeah, it was, it was whatever. You know, we live in a city and we just see these people all the time and... We're not going to let that really ruin our trip, but our trip did get ruined. Uh, we're walking towards the lake, and this dude that I'm hanging out, hanging out with, he decides that he just wants to go back to like the dorms, because we were, you know, we uh, met up at Marquette. It's this college in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so I could sell him some acid, and actually it wasn't acid, it was an Enbloom 25D. This was way back when when I couldn't even get pure L and when everybody just wanted to trip because we were so young so I started off with that substance and also it was so cheap 100 tabs were only $40 so that's 40 cents a tab and I'm selling them for 10 bucks I could have sold them for more but um, I never liked that uh, my motto or my thesis or whatever like my game plan for my company which was me trapping out of my mom's basement was to sell the most affordable product at no 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 it was to sell the best quality product at the most affordable price range so i was selling the best shit for the best prices and yeah it's competition just couldn't keep up and everybody was happy and you see that now with you know capitalism and they're squeezing every last drop of profit out of us. They're choosing money over people. And that you just you just don't do that. You know, I could have been charging 20 bucks a tab 
but I'm already making enough selling it for 10. And if you were to pick up 10 tabs, I would sell you 10 tabs for $50. Dude, honestly, just buy three tabs for me and I would sell you those three tabs for 15 bucks. Number one, I'm already making enough money. Number two, I want you to have acid. Number three, I want you to not run out of money just so you could have acid. Number four, I'm not going to do 15 or 20 because then you're going to get less and you're not going to come back. Plus, it's just wrong, but you're seeing that nowadays. And we're kind of reaching this breaking point where these companies do, these corporations, there's people's jobs where it's their job to figure out how to get profit. And right now, it's really... Do it. They, they have no morals. They are absolutely reducing us as humans to numbers. And me, as an illegal entrepreneur, I could never do that. And I will never do that. Will never do that. It's like, you, fuck greed. Just have enough money to where you're comfortable, to where you can, you know, do enough hobbies and just live your life like that. But these guys, it's just, I don't know, it's so competitive. So you have to, you know, just really kill your soul and just leech on human beings for paper. But anyways, so yeah, we're on some emblems, some 25D, some really good shit, really good stuff. And we're walking back because he wants to go back to the dorms and we get there and then he doesn't let us in. Like, what the fuck? I haven't seen him since. I checked him up on Facebook. There's no activity. You know, this is why you kind of maintain some social media presence, you know, so you can network and you can also, it's important when getting laid guys, like girls need to check you out. They have a million guys in their DMs and they, dude, you know how many creepy guys, you know how many angry guys these chicks have to deal with? So you really have to show that you're not a creep and that you're not some angry, just meathead that will beat her to a pulp if she says no. Come on, just put yourself in her shoes. So with, you know, having some cool pictures of you doing, you know, cool stuff like me, you know, running a 5K or, you know, doing what I love to do in school and filmmaking and all this BS, you know, that kind of shows to a girl that you have a life and that you're not a weirdo. But anyways, I haven't, I haven't talked to this guy ever since and he locked us out and then we had to walk all the way home. It took about seven hours. And we just talked, and I was talking to this individual who, um, we did computer duster together. Yeah, it was once, but what I'm trying to get at is this was the most disgusting person that you could ever, that you would ever come across in your entire life. An extremely vicious drug addict. He would pick up, like, cigarettes from the trash that were smoked nearly all the way through and he would just be smoking those and I could go into just so many different horrible aspects. I remember him picking up a really bad drug, the drug that is used in train spotting and when he opened it up, dude, it was just dirt. <laughs> He's like, is it? Because it kind of the substance sort of looks like dirt. And I'm like, dude, that's a pebble. Dude, that's a leaf. <laughs> Just an extremely viciously ugly, disgusting person inside and out. And this was the person that I primarily hanged out with. So it's just, it's incredible how far I've come, but 
that was just an extremely disgusting trip. Honestly, looking back at it, yeah, that was that was not not a good experience at all. <laughs> oh shit. I hope that everybody has a great fall semester. It is now September. All the college girls are back, and you know what that means, guys. Dude, ask her out. All the other guys, they are too much of a pussy to do so. Walk up, tell her that she has a nice rack, and just ask for those digits. I'm telling you, 99.9% .9 of the time, she will give you digits. It may not be all of them. It may not be her actual phone number, but she will respond. So good luck, guys. I hope that you have some incredible experiences that are not dealing with homeless holes or little boy holes. I apologize for the theme of this episode. We will get back on track with some with some more spiritual and kind and loving DMT experiences, but I figured that I would let you guys in on one of my favorite experiences, and that was looking inside a homeless guy's stomach while tripping balls on 25D NBOME with two individuals that were pieces of shit so uh yeah that is <laughs> that's one of my favorite experiences you know what and that's all right it's so fun to do acid and watch movies but you don't remember those trips you don't tell people about those trips you know you have to you really have to go through some pain in order to get something out of life and i've i figured that out so go out there and get hurt all right i love you all peace out